Presentation of God Questions Ministries. Is salvation by faith alone or by faith plus works? This is perhaps the most important question in all of Christian theology. This question is the cause of the Reformation, the split between the Protestant churches and the Catholic Church. This question is a key difference between biblical Christianity and most of the Christian cults. Is salvation by faith alone or by faith plus works? Am I saved just by believing in Jesus, or do I have to believe in Jesus and do certain things? The question of faith alone or faith plus works is made difficult by some hard-to-reconcile Bible passages. Compare Romans 3, verse 28, and Galatians 3, verse 24, with James 2, verse 24. Some see a difference between Paul, salvation which is by faith alone, and James, salvation which is by faith plus works. Paul dogmatically says that justification is by faith alone, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, while James appears to be saying that justification is by faith plus works. This apparent problem is answered by examining what exactly James is talking about. James is refuting the belief that a person can have faith without producing any good works, James 2, verses 17 and 18. James is emphasizing the point that genuine faith in Christ will produce a changed life and good works, James 2, verses 20 through 26. James is not saying that justification is by faith plus works, but rather that a person who is truly justified by faith will have good works in his or her life. If a person claims to be a believer but has no good works in his or her life, then he or she likely does not have genuine faith in Christ, James 2, verses 14, 20, and 26. Paul says the same thing in his writings, The good fruit believers should have in their lives is listed in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. Immediately after telling us that we are saved by faith, not works, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, Paul informs us that we are created to do good works, verse 10. Paul expects just as much of a changed life as James does. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. James and Paul do not disagree in their teaching regarding salvation. They approach the same subject from different perspectives. Paul simply emphasized that justification is by faith alone, while James put emphasis on the fact that genuine faith in Christ produces good works. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org. Motor vehicle crashes are costly and preventable. More than 2.5 million Americans went to an emergency department for crash injuries in 2012. These injuries totaled $18 billion in lifetime medical costs and an estimated $33 billion in lifetime work loss. While these numbers are disturbing, there are effective measures that can help prevent motor vehicle injuries. State-level changes are especially effective. State officials can consider using proven interventions that increase the use of car seats, booster seats, and seat belts, reduce drinking and driving, and improve team driver safety. Everyone can use seat belts on every trip, no matter how short. And buckle children in the back seat in age and size appropriate car seats, booster seats, and seat belts. Because Americans take so many car trips, 
everyone is at risk for motor vehicle injuries. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. You are listening to Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. And good evening. Welcome to Quiet Storm Inspirations here on TalkShoe and Jam Radio on another Saturday night. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the music. Good evening, and thanks for listening. I can see. 
Listen's Morning Inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6am Eastern Time, right here.
Quite star inspiration. Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Talk show.
Listen's Morning Inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6am Eastern Time, right here.
Listen's morning inspirations on Sunday mornings at 6am Eastern Time, right here. The following is a presentation of God Questions Ministries. I am a Mormon. Why should I consider becoming a Christian? Anyone from any religion, or no religion at all, who asks, why should I consider becoming a Christian, should consider the claims of Christianity. For a Mormon asking this question, the differences between the tenets of biblical Christianity and LDS philosophy should be the primary area of inquiry. If the Bible is the Word of God, both Joseph Smith and Brigham Young believe this, then the foundational beliefs of Mormonism and the Latter-day Saints, if those beliefs are reliable, should be consistent with what the Bible teaches. However, there are inconsistencies, and we will look at four areas of discrepancy between Mormonism and the Bible. 1. A Mormon who is considering becoming a Christian should understand that Mormonism teaches dependence on extra-biblical sources. The Bible teaches that it is sufficient for instruction in Christian living, and that God specifically cursed anyone who claimed authority to add to what God had already revealed in the Bible. In other words, God pronounced his written revelation complete, Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19. Therefore, there is no reason for God to write more. A God who writes his book, says it's complete, and then later realizes he forgot something, either didn't plan for the future, or didn't know enough to write everything the first time. Such a God is not the God of the Bible. Yet Mormonism teaches that the Bible is only one of four authoritative sources, the other three being the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. These three came from a single man who declared them to be God-inspired, despite their being contrary to the Bible, the first and only true inspired text. To add additional material to Scripture and call it inspired is to contradict God. 2. A Mormon who is considering becoming a Christian should understand that Mormonism promotes a lesser God. Mormonism teaches that God has not always been the supreme being of the universe, but attained that status through righteous living. Yet who defines righteous? That standard can only come from God himself. So the teaching that God became God by meeting a predetermined standard originating from God is a contradiction. Additionally, a God that is not eternal and self-existent is not the God of the Bible. The Bible teaches that God is eternally self-existent, and he is not created, but the creator himself. 3. A Mormon who is considering becoming a Christian should understand that Mormonism teaches an inflated view of humanity that is completely inconsistent with biblical teaching. Mormonism teaches that any human can also become a god. Yet the Bible teaches repeatedly that we are all inherently sinful, and that God alone is God. Isaiah 43, verse 10, records God's own words. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. How Mormonism can assert that men will become gods in the face of such overwhelming scriptural evidence is a testimony to the depth of man's desire to usurp God's place, a desire born in the heart of Satan, Isaiah 14, verse 14, and passed on by him to Adam and Eve in the garden. The desire to usurp the throne of God, or to share it, characterizes all who are of their father the devil, including the Antichrist, who will act on the same desire in the end times. Throughout history, many false religions have played upon the same desire to be God. But God declares there is no God but him, and we dare not contradict him. 4. A Mormon who is considering becoming a Christian should understand that Mormonism teaches that we are all capable of earning
concerning our salvation, contrary to Scripture. Although we will certainly live differently because of our faith, it is not our works that save us, but only the grace of God through the faith he gives us as a free gift. This is simply because God accepts only his own perfect righteousness. Christ died on the cross to exchange his perfection for our sin. We can only be made holy in God's sight through faith in Christ. Ultimately, faith in a false Christ leads to a false salvation. Any salvation that is earned is a false salvation. We simply cannot be worthy of salvation on our own merits. If we cannot trust God's word, then we have no basis for trust at all. If we can trust God's word, then we must recognize that his word is consistent and reliable. If God could not or did not preserve his word accurately, then he would not be God. The difference between Mormonism and Christianity is that Christianity declares a God who is eternally self-existent, who set a perfect and holy standard that we cannot live up to, and who then, out of his great love, paid the price for our sin by sending his Son to die on the cross for us. If you are ready to place your trust in the all-sufficient sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you can speak the following words to God. Father God, I know that I am a sinner and am worthy of your wrath. I recognize and believe that Jesus is the only Savior. I place my trust in Jesus alone to save me. Father God, please forgive me, cleanse me, and change me. Thank you for your wonderful grace and mercy. God Questions Ministry seeks to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by providing biblical answers to today's questions. Online at gotquestions.org. Thank you. 
To Quiet Storm Inspirations with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
Just close your eyes. Take a minute. Meditate on God. Feel the Holy Spirit. He gives a tingling sensation from head to feet. In an unknown utterance, we begin to speak. It's a wonderful experience, very electrifying. Spending your soul with the love of Jesus Christ. Start crying. Tears roll down your face from joy and relief. Immediately freeing you from the snare of the The feeling of freedom is like a cloud flying across the sky. But the peace of state of mind can't deny it. It deals with comfort in times of stress. It protects us from the enemy and the evil nest. It gives us calm and sweet melody. Reminding us of the truth of facts and health. On the third day, he gave us a confidence as well as the When things get hard mm-hmm. and you cannot bear it, remember your confidence, the Holy Spirit.
White Star Inspirations here on Talk Shoes and Jam Radio. Read Nelson, his image. I want to remind you that we'll be on tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. for the Sunday morning, for the Sunday morning gospel program, Morning Inspirations. Here on Talk Shoes and Jam Radio at 6 a.m. in the morning. And of course, we're not going to forget, it's also at 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock p.m., it's Nation Talk. Right here, all here, right here, on Talk Show and Jam Radio. We're going to say good evening to you and yours, and thank you for listening. Teach boys early that violence against women is wrong. Learn how to start the conversation at teachearly.org. Brought to you by Teachers Without Violence and the Ad Council. This is The Man in the Mirror with best-selling author Patrick Morley. Men, repentance helps bring us back in the right relationship with God, but it doesn't make the sinful nature go away. Instead, repentance is like cutting a piece of string in half. No matter how many times you cut it in half, half is still left. Repentance is not merely asking God to make us into better men. It's asking Him to make us different and to change our ways. Repentance is most effective as a lifestyle of daily, even moment-by-moment self-awareness. Why is it so important? It's hard to picture a man ever leading a genuinely powerful, transformed life apart from a lifestyle of repentance. Get a free article by Patrick Morley about lifestyle repentance, along with other resources for spiritual growth, including the free app from GoTandem that helps you stay in the Word of God each day. Go to mimradio.org. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Communities improve. The path to success starts long before graduation day, and the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor, or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. This is Ann Graham Lotz with Daily Light for Daily Living. When was the last time you wept over your city? Luke 19, 41-44 says, Jesus approached Jerusalem, saw the city, and wept over it. He said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. Jerusalem rejected Jesus, and 40 years later, Jerusalem was destroyed. To reject Jesus is self-destructive for an individual, a city, a nation, or this world. Jesus wept for how close Jerusalem was to real, permanent peace, yet was so blind to it. Even when tens of thousands proclaimed him as the long-awaited Messiah, the nation missed it. Listen to me. 
Pray for your city and for America. Ask God to show you how you can make Jesus feel welcome. Salvation from judgment may depend on it. This is Ann Graham Lotz. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then right, right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school and run away. Here, yeah, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself and her daughter. She'd feel stuck, stuck, stuck. But then she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. She'd take my prep classes. Study every night and feel unstuck. Because she finally hears someone say, Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. What are the limitations while employing minors? Stay right there. Today's legal alert might just keep you out of trouble with the law. Here's attorney David Gibbs, Jr. of the Christian Law Association. A Christian school comprised of a K-12 through academy and a four-year college allows the college students to work on campus to help cover the cost of tuition. The students never receive cash, but they are given an earnings statement at the end of the school year. The school's financial administrator contacted the Christian Law Association for advice concerning how to handle the financial records of 14- and 15-year-old students who work for the school. One of our attorneys explained that the minors should be treated exactly the same as the college students. Our attorney then advised the administrator to remember that minors are limited by federal employment law to less than 18 hours of work per week when school is in session. That's Attorney David Gibbs, Jr. of the Christian Law Association. And you can continue today's dialogue by exploring the resources waiting for you at our website, christianlaw.org. You can sign up for our free monthly newsletter or connect with an attorney at christianlaw.org. christianlaw.org. Thank you. 
You died for me. To pay the price for all the wrong things that I've committed against God and against man. I believe that on the third day, by the power of God, you were raised from the dead as living proof that my trust in you tonight is not in vain. I believe that as Christ was raised from the dead, so tonight, Almighty God, you are raising me from the dead. From the death of sin, you are giving me a new life. The life of Jesus Christ. Oh God, on my testimony and the belief in my heart and according to your word, at this moment, I believe I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. Hallelujah. Saved. 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 Oh, let me ask you, friends, in closing tonight, have you done this? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you come to that obedience of faith? Have you come to that place of true repentance and true faith? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you turned around? Have you forsaken your sin? Are you trusting alone tonight in Jesus Christ for your salvation? For there is no other way, there is no other message. For there is no other way, there is no other message. Oh, come to Him. Come to the Saviour tonight. Come to Him just as you are. Come to Him in your sin. Come to Him in all your needs. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself upon his mercy and upon his infinite grace. Cast yourself wholly to him. And you too will enter into that joy of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal, abundant life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
that's going to do it for yours truly until tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. for Morning Inspirations. I hear talk to you and jam radio. Once again, I'd like to thank you and yours for tuning in, downloading us, and asking to keep listening. Again, thanks for listening, and hope to see you in church. Good night. Oh, dude.